The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Union Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get started today, a quick reminder that although this is a podcast that is hosted by a therapist and it's called Union Therapy, this podcast does not serve as a replacement or substitute for actual mental health services. However, it can help you along whatever journey you are on. So we are in the second week of the new year. If you are listening to this on the day it came out, you're in the second Monday. I think this would be the second Monday, right? Yeah, the second Monday of 2023. And I thought that we would use this episode as a little chance for me to tell a story, a recent story from my own life that led me to a reminder of something that I logically know, but sometimes forget to apply to my life when I am in some emotional spaces. Because... You guys know this. I talk about this all the time. I'm a therapist that goes to therapy. I'm a therapist who also has to ask for help, which should be every therapist. And although we have a lot of information in our brain and we can help people access that information, sometimes when it is you, it's harder to take a step back and see the big picture. So I thought I would tell you today a story of when I cried about a sesame bagel. And this happened on Sunday, January 1st. So not that long ago, I woke up as I usually do pretty early on this Sunday and I couldn't go back to sleep, which is not an issue for me. I like getting up early. I like seizing the day. The mornings are my favorite part of the day. And I had this wonderful idea to go get my boyfriend breakfast because one, I wanted breakfast, but also he very often will be the one to get up and go run an errand or do something, which is very kind. And I really appreciate that about him. But I thought, hey, what better way to start the new year than to do something kind for somebody else? So I said, Patrick, I'm going to get you a bagel because you love bagels. And he loves bagels from a specific place. 
But I was like, I think we should try something new. I think we should try a more local spot, see if we can, you know, do like a bagel tour maybe and then find the actual best bagel in Nashville, even though he swears by these bagels. So I did some research. I found one that was 15 minutes away from my house, which is not really a far way, but I also like going places that are five minutes away because I think, oh, it's 15 minutes there, then it's 15 minutes back. I also am probably going to spend 15 minutes in the store at least getting what I need. So that's 45 minutes, which like rounds up to an hour and that's an hour of my day. And so it just seems I I get a little anxious about time. So anyway, I bit the bullet and I was like, I'm going to do it because these bagels look amazing. So I get in my car and I drive to this bagel place. Pretty easy to get there. Not a lot of people on the road. And I get there and I park and I look across the street into the store and I notice that all of the lights are off. And I think to myself, well, it is January 1st and a lot of businesses take off on January 1st. So I imagine that this place is closed. And then I saw a couple other people walk up to it and then walk away. So I quickly learned this place is closed. I was like, no big deal. Just changing plans a little bit. So we're going to go to the original bagel place because I know that place is open. I checked it on Google. I text my boyfriend and I say, hey, this place is closed. I'm going to be a little longer. I'm going to drive to the other bagel place. And it was 17 minutes from where I currently was. So like 17 minutes away. So I'm going to be a little longer, but send me your order. He's like, okay, thank you so much. Like he was so appreciative. He wouldn't have even cared if I just came home and didn't get anything. We would have just had cereal and been happy. So he's like, thank you so much. This is what I, I want if you go. So I drive there and listen to some good music. I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling fine. Not ideal, but I also stopped at McDonald's and got some Diet Cokes and hash browns because what better way to eat a bagel than with a McDonald's Diet Coke, which, Coke, which is the healer of all healing things. So I get there and I walk in and there are two people in there, two like customers. One was walking out as I was walking in and then there was one person waiting for their food and I walk in right away. They ask me what my order is. I give them my order. I, I'm a little thrown off because I don't understand the way they're doing things. It seems a little chaotic. Like I ordered somewhere where I guess normally you wouldn't order and then there was nobody at the register, but normally you would order at the register. I just was a little thrown off of like, how is this working? So I order and I say I need a sesame bagel with butter and then an everything bagel with whatever Patrick's order was, which was like a just basic thing off of the menu, like a sandwich. And right away she goes, you said a what bagel with butter? And I said a sesame bagel. And she said, okay. All of a sudden, right after I order, literally I counted, 17 people came in. I don't know if they were teenagers or like 20 year olds. I don't, I can never tell ages of people anymore, but it was like a younger group of kids and it was a huge group. There were 17 of them. And then after they came in, other people started to come in. And so a line started to form out of the door. And I was like, whoa, that was literally God getting here at the exact right time. So right after that happens, this girl, the girl that walked in when I was walk or walked out when I was walking in, walks into the bagel shop and she has a bag on her hand and she said, Hey, I asked for a avocado bagel with cheese and bacon and you just put avocado on this. And they're very confused by her. She had to repeat herself like three times. And then finally the person that made her bagel was like, what's the problem? And she told her and, and she just was like, well, I didn't know that that's what you wanted which I'm sure she was stressed. There's a lot of people in there. I probably would have handled that a little differently and that, that's okay. And so you could tell the girl was getting a little frustrated. And she was like, well, can I just have the bagel I ordered and the bagel that I paid for? So she's waiting there. I'm waiting there for my bagels. Time goes by. The woman hands me my bagel and then walks off. I'm sitting there confused of like, okay, do I just take this? Is it free? Or like, how do I pay? Because there's nobody at the register 
And then right after they handed me my, my bagel, they handed the girl her bag back and she opens it and she immediately goes, there's no bagel in here. And the woman was like, what? She goes, well, there's, there's no bagel in the bag you gave me. And she said, well, I thought you just needed bacon for your bagel. And she said, no, you took my bagel to remake my bagel. Now I don't have a bagel and I just have bacon. And she looked at her and she goes, well, I didn't know that, which was very confusing to me. So the girl's getting frustrated. The woman starts remaking her bagel, I guess. And then finally, a couple minutes later, somebody comes over to the register and starts like ringing me up or asking me what I ordered. And it was a chaotic place. I have so much compassion for a cha- being in a chaotic place. There's going to be a line. There's going to be that. Normally, somebody might approach that situation and be like, thank you for being patient or sorry about the line or really thank you for being patient as the best way to handle that because I didn't have an issue waiting it was really that I just was confused I didn't know what was going on so they're a little bit rude ringing me up and I just was like whatever it's the new year who knows what happened to these people last night if they had a rough night or a good night or maybe something happened in their lives recently and they're just having a hard time so I'm gonna leave with my bagels and I'm just gonna be happy I'm gonna go home and um, I'm gonna eat my bagel with Patrick and we're gonna have a wonderful first day of the new year so I get back in my car knowing that I should have probably checked my order after watching what happened with the girl with the avocado bacon bagel and then just got bacon. But I was just in a rush. I wanted to get back to Patrick. I wanted to eat my bagel. I was excited. I could tell there's two bagels in there. So I just was like, let's go. So I drove 15 minutes home and was so excited about all the goodies. I had the hash browns. I had the Diet Cokes and I brought them to Patrick and we were opening up our stuff and I was explaining like the chaos, kind of laughing it off. Like that was crazy. That place is so inefficient. I don't understand it. And I opened up my bagel knowing that I ordered a sesame bagel with butter, probably the easiest order anybody could ever have other than getting a plain bagel with butter. And I noticed that there's like a lot of butter on it. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm gonna have to go downstairs and get a knife to spread this because it's just like a big chunk of like white. So I open up my bagel and then I see that this was not a big chunk of butter. It was a huge, massive glob of cream cheese that had chunks of something in it. It was like red and green. So I imagine that it's peppers or tomatoes or something, but there's chunks of something in the cream cheese. And I lost my mind. When I lose my mind, I don't get super loud all the time. I wasn't yelling. I wasn't anything. I just lost control of, which we never really have control of our emotions, but I just lost control of my emotions and my excitement. And I became very upset very quick. And I said, oh my gosh, this has cream cheese on it. I can't eat this. I slammed the bagel shut and threw it on the floor. And I was so upset. And I was also really hungry at this point. And You know, I do realize how silly this is, just so you know, we're going to get to that point. But I remember wanting to throw things. I just wanted to be so mad. I was so mad at this bagel place. And then I was mad at Patrick and he did nothing wrong. He, he offered to go get me the right bagel. He's like, do you want me to go back and get what you ordered? And I said, no, because if you do that, then it defeats the purpose of me trying to go do something nice for you. And I just tried to do something nice for you and how to have a good morning. And this is what happens. And I can't even eat that. And how hard is it to just make, I mean, I was so mad. And then I got even more mad because he was sitting there because he offered to do something. So he was like, I guess I'll eat my bagel. So he was sitting there enjoying his bagel and diet Coke. And I was just pissed, like pissed off. So eventually I just get up, throw the covers off, stomp downstairs yes we were eating in bed which might be gross to you guys I totally understand that and if you judge me that's okay I have no issue with it 
So I, I stomped downstairs and we had made a plan to clean the kitchen and then go grocery shopping to get ourselves set up for the new year. We had made a budget. We were excited to start like, cooking at home. And so I wasn't so excited to do that, but I was like, I guess I'll just clean the kitchen by myself since Patrick's just up there eating a bagel. Meanwhile, like I brought him the bagel to eat and I remember wanting to slam things, <laughs> but I have those like soft closing drawers so you can't slam them. So I kept trying to slam the drawer, but then the drawer would get caught on whatever it is that keeps it from slamming. So then I got even more mad. And so I have a kitchen appliance that has a couple pieces and I just like throw it into the pantry to like make noise. I just wanted to release something, which is that's totally normal and healthy. I probably should have punched some pillows or gone and throw rocks or ice or screamed into a pillow, but I was taking it out on anything in, in the kitchen. And so then I start doing the dishes and of course I'm stewing and creating more anger and resentment towards Patrick because he's not helping me, even though he's eating the bagel I bought him. And then he comes downstairs eventually and he's tiptoeing down the stairs and then he comes in the kitchen and starts, you know, trying to put some of the dishes away. He, he quietly grabs a dish towel, starts to dry the dishes that I'm cleaning and it just was pissing me off that he was there. Then he went and got dressed and he came over. He was like, I'm, I'm going to go to the grocery store. And I was like, you can't go to the grocery store. We didn't even make a list. I'm like so angry at this point. And he's like, well, I would like to go now. I don't mind going now. I want to do that before it gets too late because I, I want to watch some of the football games today. And oh my God, that sentence threw me. Oh, you want to go now when it's convenient for you so you can watch football games later so you can have a good day. Again, all of my logic was turned off at this point. My emotional brain was just wreaking havoc all over the place. So some time goes by. My friend ends up ordering me a bagel from another place down the road that I actually wanted to go to initially. And so we sit down and I'm like, I know I'm being irrational, Patrick, but I would like to go to the grocery store together. I would like to make a list. It didn't happen this nicely. It took some more settling down of me. And I don't think I said it exactly this way. But the gist of what I said was I want to make a list. I want to make a plan for the week for food. And then I want to go together. Like I want to go to the grocery store together. I don't want this to just be me going to the grocery store to get food for you and us, obviously. So you can sit at home and watch football all day, which is a whole other story. People out there whose partners love watching hours and hours and hours of football on the weekends. We're going to create a support group. But anyway, so then he's like, okay, I'll go to the store with you. It's fine. And I was like, okay, well, I have to wait for this bagel now that Kellen, my friend Kellen had got me. And I knew he was getting antsy because he was like, well, if we go get the bagel and then what if you have to sit and talk to your friend and then it's going to take us longer to the grocery store and I want to get back by a certain point because I knew he was going to the grocery store to appease me, but he really wanted to be at home watching football. So we get in the car, we go to get the bagel and I could just tell he didn't want to be there. So what I th did then, I, I gave nobody any solution to get out of this safely. So I said, I don't want you to go to the grocery store if you don't want to go to the grocery store with me. I don't want you to go to the grocery store with me if you would rather be at home watching football. And he was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I will go to the grocery store with you. But obviously, I would rather be watching football. I said, then you then don't come. So I dropped him off at his car because his car was at a friend's house near my friend, Kellen, who had got me the bagel. And I said, well, then you can't, don't come with me. So he gets out of the car quietly. And then he comes over to the other side of the car and he taps on the window and I roll it down and, and he just says, I love you. And I said, I love you too. And I'm really mad at you right now. 
He was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I said, well, you can't, you can't, I just want you to know that you can't win. Cause if you come with me and you're, you're upset and you don't want to be there, I'm going to be mad at you. And if you don't come with me, I'm also going to be mad at you. He was like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just going to come with you. And I was like, okay. Realizing in this moment, I'm making this worse. So I'm like, okay, just come with me, whatever. So he actually drove the grocery store separately in his car. And then I drove in my car to the grocery store and I had some alone time to think. And I was like, Catherine, you know, you're being irrational right now. You know, in time, you are not going to feel this way. You have an opportunity to go grocery shopping with Patrick and have a good time and enjoy yourself. Or you can be mean to him. Those are your options. And so I said, okay, I'm going to apologize when I get there. I'm going to tell him I'm in a bad mood and I'm working on getting out of that mood, that bad mood, but I just can't snap out of it. It's going to take me a second. So I did that and he said, okay. And we actually had a fine time at the grocery store. It wasn't the best time, but a fine time. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that was my 
my day of, it was literally probably from nine o'clock to probably one or two where I, this bagel had just taken over my first day of the new year. And there was a lot of feelings. There were some tears in my eyes and there was a lot of, I wanted to laugh at myself, but I couldn't because then I would be mad at myself for laughing at myself. So as I am recounting this experience later that day with friends and I told the story on The Fifth Thing with Amy Brown that evening, I started to remember and pull up the memories that, because this is not an isolated event, and I started to remember a couple other times recently that this has happened and... (laughs) There was one similar situation a couple months ago where Patrick had actually gotten up and gone to get me. I really wanted a Powerade slush. It just sounded so good to me. He went up and got me a Powerade slush from Sonic. I ordered on the app. I downloaded the app just so I could order it and get it half price. Because side note, pro tip, if you order drinks on the app from Sonic, happy hours all the time. So you can always get a half price drink which is very clutch. So I ordered on the app. He got food. We probably would not have gotten food from Sonic because that's not my preferred breakfast food, although Sonic is so good. But I wanted Powerade Slush, so that's what we did. So we went and got it, picked it up. He brought it to me. It was not a Powerade Slush. It was a huge Powerade. And Patrick didn't understand what the big deal was. And I was like, I can't drink this. And also, I don't want this. This is very different than what I wanted. And I could not get over it. I Again, tears in my eyes, was so upset. I actually went as far to writing a email to Sonic's customer service. <laughs> and in the email, I even said, I wish I could pull it up. But in, in the email, I, I told him what happened. Like I ordered this and then I came home and this is what I got. And I do realize that this is not that big of a deal. And I am being a little bit dramatic, but I can't help it. And I just needed an outlet to share my feelings. I'm not even asking for anything. I just like wanted to tell somebody they actually did give me a free drink. So it worked really in my favor. And Patrick also went back and got the actual drink. And Sonic's like five minutes from our house. So that happened. And it was like so wild. Like it's not, again, small potatoes. And then more recently than that, I think it was the end of this, end of November or early December, I had gotten some Christmas pajamas for Patrick and I. I was doing some shopping and noticed that Old Navy had their Christmas pajamas out. And I was like, oh, I got to get those now because I know they sell out. And so I go and I'm, I'm trying to find a pattern that would appease both Patrick and I because he's more picky. And I don't know um, if you would wear certain things that I would wear and I wanted them to match. And then you had to find the same thing that had my size and his size. So I got these pajamas and I got home and I put them upstairs and I told him, I have a surprise for you. They're upstairs. Go check it out. And my mom used to always do this, but she would give them to us on Christmas Eve. And I was going to do that. But then I was like, wait, we could wear these pajamas all December and they can be like our Christmas pajamas. So he gets them and he's excited and we put them on later that night. And he's like, just so you know, these aren't Christmas pajamas. And I was like, excuse me? He said, yeah. So I like these and I I love them. Thank you for buying them for me. But these aren't Christmas pajamas. These are just pajamas. And they were the buffalo check, like black, like the plaid. It was just black and white. And when I tell you, I lost again my mind. I lost my mind. I was so distraught. I refused to put mine on. I actually put them back in the bag and said, well, you can return these because I'm not going to wear them anymore. And you now are responsible for going to find us Christmas pajamas because apparently I can't do that correctly. I mean, I this is so outside of how I normally act. And then he went downstairs to, I think, watch a movie or something. I, th- I think he thought I was coming. And I 
just got in bed and started reading my book and wouldn't go downstairs. And then a little later he came upstairs and he was like, I, what is wrong? And I told him how upset I was and he apologized and I just couldn't get over it. And I said, I appreciate your apology and I do accept it, but I can't get over this and I'm not going to be able to wear those pajamas. And so I do need you to return them. He was like, okay, I'm so sorry. And we'll get to more of that as we carry on. But before we do that, I actually thought it would be interesting to get Patrick. And for some of you, you know him as Big P from when we talk about him on The Fifth Thing with Amy on her podcast, Four Things with Amy Brown. I thought it'd be interesting to get his perspective on what he thought was going on and how he was feeling as these couple of events were happening. Because like I said, they're outside of my norm and they were very small things that set me off versus really big things. So I'm gonna go get Patrick and then we're gonna talk to him really quick about this. I have Patrick here um, in the flesh. This is his uni therapy debut. This is his podcast debut. This is any other kind of debut you're having right now? Nope. Okay. First time, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. So how do you feel? Feel good. Okay. He feels good. Yeah. All right. So I brought him here because I wanted before I went into the why and what was going on and what I discovered about my own feelings and behavior, I wanted you guys to get a perspective of what might the other person that's in that situation with you be thinking. And I'm also curious what he was thinking as well, just for myself. So (laughs) we're going to start with this. The bagel situation was not the first time that I've had a reaction to a small, a seemingly small thing. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know what was going on in your head when I was initially upset about the bagel, because what I remember is I gave you your bagel and you were so excited to eat it and you got right into having your... I'm getting excited just thinking about it right now. (laughs) Okay. So you're having your nice time over there. And then I was upset. And I don't even know in the beginning if you realized how upset I was. I mean, I feel like I can kind of see it on your face most of the time now. When you weren't looking at me, though. I was looking at the bagel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I could just feel your... Uh, Negative energy? Just neg- yeah, just, just radiating off of you. <laughs> <laughs> when you were eating your bagel and I was mad, what were you thinking? Were you thinking, she's being dramatic? Were you thinking like, oh, shit, I don't know what to no, do? No, I mean, I, know, I knew it was an interesting situation already because of all the troubles you had to get to that bagel that morning oh thank you i knew it was hard to that point in the day because of the journey you had to get there yes what was this the second bagel place that you had gone to yeah and they're on opposite sides of town you were texting me i could feel the negative energy through the phone i guess so you weren't thinking she's psychotic no i mean psychotic's not the right word now would i have acted that way i would have been disappointed (laughs) for sure especially when you're you got to that point of like, okay, yeah. journey's over. I'm here with my bagel. Yes. Like the the payoff is here. Yeah. And then you open it up and it's not exactly as you seem. Not only not exactly as you seem, something that you would not eat. Oh, yeah. I don't even think I said that earlier. A cream cheese grosses me out. So I couldn't just like scrape it off or be like, oh, I didn't get what I wanted, but I'll have this. I like was repulsed. So that was pretty upsetting. So that happens and then the day goes on and we get into the situation where I'm trying to go to the grocery store and I want you to come, but I want you to want to come. You don't want to come, but you'll come. And I am putting you in a possible situation. So at that point. Well, and there's, there's reasons behind that too. I, you know, 
I like watching NFL football, and I was kind of <laughs> getting excited for that part of the day where, you know, the red zone countdown starts, and you're ready to watch all the games. and The I Devil's had, TV I, show. I had offered to go to the store, get all the things we needed prior to the start of the games. But no, you were like, we want to do it together, which is fine, which is good. I just wish we would have jumped on that opportunity earlier than than when it got to 11.45 and the games start at 12. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I literally hate the red zone. Yeah. Um, okay, but were you not... I guess my thing, what I'm thinking about is when you got out of the car and I was like, you're not coming with me. I want to know, because I very much knew that I was putting you in a possible situation, but were you still in that space of, oh, I get why she's upset, or are you like, seriously? It, it, it was more about like, I knew you were upset and you had some valid reasons to be upset. And in my mind, it was like, you know, it doesn't take much for me to spend a little time, take a little time out of what I was planning on doing to make you feel better since you've already had a hard morning. I also love that you are talking about me having a hard morning. It really comes down <laughs> to me getting the wrong bagel order. So I just want to remind everybody that was my hard morning. And I do realize that. So that's why I guess in my head, looking back on it, I would think that you would have been more annoyed of like, seriously, like what the heck? I mean, I, again, I kind of sat back and assessed the situation and I, I realized that like I can give up some of the time. I knew I was probably going to be watching football a good rest of the part of the day. So that the fact true. that I, I I could take a little bit of my time to make you feel better uh, was something that, you know, I was willing to do. do. Okay. So my last question is, what did you want to say? that you were too afraid to say to me that day and why would you have been afraid to say that and i would want you to know i'm not going to be upset okay <laughs> i thought you were just getting me in here for uh, <laughs> some, uh, some now it's recorded yeah. and look he said it <laughs> on the microphone the initial reaction is hey this isn't the the biggest of deals you know kind of like we've been alluding to in this year it's it, it is a bagel it's breakfast that went wrong that you know can be yeah. mended but i also know that that was what you were you know again that was just represented something you were looking forward to after putting in the work to but get why it. would you be afraid to actually just say that because i think a lot of i'm glad you said that because i think a lot of people that is what actually gets in the way when these things come up is there's something that like obviously it's not that big of a deal and somebody calls that out and that's actually not helpful at all like if you were to say Cat, it's just a bagel. It's not that big of a deal. I feel like that's the. <laughs> I would have gone off. in the moment. You would have you would have not appreciated it, and maybe you would have appreciated it later on. Um, maybe it was that that immediate negative reaction that I was a, afraid of receiving. I guess uh, if I would have said that. Also, I'm not not great with my words. <laughs> uh, I'm a numbers guy, <laughs> so coming out of my mouth it probably would have sounded even more I don't know, insensitive uh to to how you were feeling i guess in the situation so could this be true that you didn't want to say that because you knowing me know that obviously i am not an irrational person and so it was unnecessary and in time you could say that but at in the moment obviously there would be something bigger going on if i was that upset over something so small and yeah i mean i mean and i guess another way of saying it you are actually really good at after a situation has transpired sitting back and thinking about you know the way you felt and the actions you took and 
thinking, hey, was that the right? Was that the appropriate reaction there? And you're usually pretty spot on when you think about it again. So usually, usually come to the correct answer sooner or later. So I didn't want to, I guess, put you in a worse mood at that time, knowing that you're going to come back and and oh. write that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. that Anything, a good answer? That was very okay. good. That was a very good answer. <laughs> and I want you guys to know that you guys know this from this whole episode and this whole podcast, but I'm nowhere near perfect. So Patrick says that, and that's very kind. And I also, sometimes I can't miss things. Yeah. I said you were good at it. Not great. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Is there, any, is, <laughs> um, is there anything else you would like to say? Thanks for having me on, I guess. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, long time listener, first time caller. How long have you been listening? About a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I when did, How long did I make you wait until you could listen to an episode? Um, I don't know, but I definitely snuck a few in before you told me that, that I could Patrick! listen. Well, you didn't tell me I couldn't specifically not listen. Maybe you did. I but, did say that. Yeah, but maybe, I don't know. Before we I'd met? See, no, it was after... I, mean, I think it was after the first or second date was, was I, yeah, <laughs> I listened to a couple. Which ones did you listen to? I mean, the first one I listened to was like a relationship one. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> was it me by myself? Well, I was just trying to get a, some kind of idea, idea of what, you know. Was it by myself? Yeah. There was a lot of personal stuff on there. Wait, which one was it? It was, I mean, it was I about, did a Valentine's was, Day one. And maybe that's what it was. It was relationships in general and like. I remember talking about like, you know, looking for like a soulmate or a perfect person. It's like you, you take the things that like you find important, most important, and you like prioritize those yeah. over, um, you know, maybe you don't like this thing, you don't like that thing, but like does that outweigh kind of like, you know, you're, you're, yeah. I think you were even saying like you write a list of like mm-hmm. the things you find important in like someone else uh, and a potential partner. And it's like, well, then you cross some of those off and you get down to like, what are the most two, important? three, or four, maybe, and then you're like, you know, as long as they have these, I can live without these wow. being perfect. So you guys see that secrets come out when you have a mic in front of you. Is there anything else you'd like to tell me? I don't think I ever lied about <laughs> about actually listening when you said not to, but <laughs> I probably you just skirted around that. It's a lot right. of omission, maybe. Well, I'm not upset with you, in case you're wondering. And thank you for being here. Now that he has done this and he knows what it's like, you guys should just expect him to be a regular uh, guest. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Wow. You heard it here first. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess, the 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again, the First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances, and the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. So while I see how this story, these stories could are entertaining, and I could just make a podcast about telling these funny stories, that's not the sole reason that I really am sharing this stuff. The reason I'm telling you guys all of this is because I'm sure that most of you listening are still listening now because I've been rambling about these stories for a while because you have a story like this as well. You have a memory of a time when you just broke down over something similar in the fact that it was so small and you knew you were being irrational, but you just could not not be irrational in the moment. And again, what I think is so interesting about these experiences and the experience that I had personally is just that I knew I was being irrational in the moment, but I could not stop myself. I chose not to stop myself, really. I wanted so badly to not be bothered by these things and to be happy and just to be go with the flow, but I could not force myself to do it. And I do find myself a go with the flow kind of person in a lot of situations. But I was just so full of negative energy and I struggled to actually tune in in the moment. Weirdly enough, as I was planning to sit down and record this episode, I was procrastinating with some good old fashioned scrolling on Instagram. And I stumbled upon this quote that was posted by Mike Foster, who is somebody I really like to follow. He is a therapist as well. He used to have a podcast called Fun Therapy. You can still go listen to those episodes. <laughs> also, side note, last week, I got a follow from a Mike Foster 2000. His Instagram handle is at Mike Foster 2000. And I got a follow from him. And I was like, what? This is so cool. I didn't know this person knew I existed. And so I followed him back and I was so excited. And I, I showed Patrick later. I was like, you're not going to care about this, but look who followed me on Instagram. Maybe I could get him on the podcast. And I clicked on his profile and I was like, wait, something is not right because I had to follow him back. And I was like, I know I follow him. This is so weird. Why would I unfollow him? And then I quickly realized that it was a fake account and he didn't really follow me. It was a scam. So that was upsetting. But Mike Foster, if you're out there and you want to follow me, 
I already follow you. I would love it. Also love to have you on the podcast. But anyway, so as I was sitting down, I was getting ready to record this. I was scrolling and I saw a quote that he posted. And the quote he posted was, my most frequent complaint toward my partner or loved one reveals my greatest emotional need, not their greatest flaw. And then in his caption, he wrote this. Lately, I've been trying to tune in more to my reactions to others, especially when these reactions are filled with frustration, criticism, or anger. I'm getting more curious about why I'm so bothered by something someone said or did. Sometimes it's people I know and sometimes it's people I don't, but either way, something gets stirred up inside of me. What has been so fascinating is to see how little it has to do with them and more to do with me. These negative reactions to people are giving me an opportunity to empower some healthy self-reflection. It shows me how much work I still have to do and the things inside of me that still need to be healed. I've been using this question a lot. I wonder what's going on there. This little question is a great tool to help me excavate and process unhealed parts inside of me. And whether it's my negative reaction to what my wife did or a complete stranger, this is an opportunity for me to explore something broken in me. (sighs) Okay, so I love that. And I think it's so crazy that I read that literally as I was about to sit down and talk about this with you guys today. And I love the question. I wonder what's going on there. If I were to ask that question within each of my breakdown experiences, I bet I would find a lot out about what was happening inside of me rather than being angry about something that somebody else did that was wrong. And remember, using words like wonder and curious are super helpful tools to help shift from a judgmental space to a space that is open for understanding and discovery. So I wonder what was going on there. I've been sitting down this morning asking myself, like, I wonder what was going on there. I will say there's more for me to process and for me to uncover and talk about with my own therapist in this situation. But what I do know is that I lost control of the experiences that I wanted to have in all of those situations. With the pajamas, I imagined us starting this new tradition for ourselves that my mom started when I was a kid. And this was actually the first Christmas that I was ever going to spend with a serious significant other. And I had some exciting expectations for what I wanted to be like. And yes, Patrick told me he liked the pajamas, but he told me he liked the pajamas despite the fact they weren't Christmas pajamas. And that's not the experience I wanted to have. I wanted to have an experience of starting this tradition of Christmas pajamas. And I did not receive that experience that I had set up in my head. And with the bagel, I was so excited to go out and get some of our favorite things and then sit down and have a perfect first morning of the year. And the mornings are my favorite time of the day, like I said, especially on the weekend when we get to decide exactly how we want them to go. And I was already frustrated because I'd spent so much time driving, which is why I included the times of driving. And I was worried about losing more time losing more part of the morning that I wanted to be spending doing something other than driving around finding a bagel. And then when I got home and realized that I lost my favorite part of the day and I didn't even get the bagel, I felt like I was robbed of an experience that I wanted to have. I felt cheated. And what I probably wanted in that moment was somebody to fix it, somebody to make it better. And Patrick even asked if he wanted me to fix it. And I said no, because him fixing my current issue would then take away again from the experience that I wanted to have, which I wanted to go do something nice for him and then have this moment. Patrick wasn't doing anything wrong. Technically, the second bagel shop did something wrong. But on any average day, I, don't, I think that would be annoying, but I would not get tears in my eyes and cry over it. 
And really at the end of the the situation, I was unable to ask for what I wanted. And then I was unable to get exactly what I wanted. And I could not accept anything other than what I had envisioned in my head. I was stuck on trying to control the experience that I wanted versus finding value in the experience I was having. Now, this is where I wish I was able to ask myself the question that Donald Miller taught us on Amy's podcast, Four Things with Amy Brown, when we got to interview Donald Miller. Great episode if you haven't listened to that one yet. But he taught us to ask questions that include, what does this make possible when things don't go our way? To get us out of this victim mindset. Because, oh my God, I was a victim of freaking Bagelgate. And this would have made a lot of things possible. And eventually it did. It did make a lot of things possible. A friend of mine was able to show up and I want to say, help me in a time of need by getting getting me a bagel. But that seems so dramatic. But a friend of mine was able to show up and do something nice for me. We could have had a different experience that morning. Maybe I, I could have made something for breakfast. Maybe, I mean, right now it's not really worth going through what what that could have made possible, but I want next time to be able to ask, what does this make possible? So I'm not getting an experience that I wanted, but what experiences are, are still available to me, even if they weren't the ones that I initially chose. And when we have emotional breakdowns over small things that logically we know aren't that big of a deal, it can be due to a lot of reasons. I don't want ever to pigeonhole you guys into that. If this happens, that must mean that this is going on. Because again, this can be due to a lot of different reasons that are include, but are not limited to harboring resentment. Sometimes we, we have these experiences because we're holding in thoughts and feelings that we're scared to share. Maybe sometimes we're triggering past trauma. Sometimes we have a lack of sleep or nutrition, which results in a lack of cognitive function and our, our logic brain isn't working as, as well as we'd like it to. And so I share all of this and I tell you the story. And I talk through this with you guys because I know that a lot of you have these experiences. I want to encourage us all to ask that simple question, what is going on here? I wonder what is going on here versus this is what you're doing wrong. And if you just did this, I would be fine. If they just did that, I would be fine. It allows us a space to like break free from a little maybe unconscious codependency where I'm okay if you're okay or if that's okay, I'm okay. I can still be okay when the world is not going as I planned. But in order to find that space, a lot of times we need to ask the question, I wonder what is going on here? So we can kind of work ourselves back from that. So I love being able to look back and laugh at these situations. And I think that's important. I think we need to find humor in some of these things. And it's a healing agent. And at the same time, it's also important to learn from these things. Because if I don't, if I don't pay attention to these types of situations, I miss an opportunity to learn about myself. I miss an opportunity to learn about the world. And I set myself up to allow this to happen over and over and over and over again. And so... Like I said, I still have some more digging to do about these situations and there's still learning to be done here, but I also already am in a space where I can set myself up better next time. The next time I'm putting pressure on myself or the people around me to have a certain experience, I can remind myself that a lot of things can happen. I can have a lot of different versions of an experience and all those versions can be good, even if they're not the versions that I had imagined in my head. And Unmet expectations don't necessarily mean you will be having a bad time. And another thing I'm taking from this is it's okay to ask for what you want, even if it throws your plan off, which I think might be a tough one for me, but I'm going to practice it. 
What I think is really cool and helpful, again, for me to accept this understanding that just because experience isn't what I imagined, it can still be good. What I think is really cool is that my brain is a lot smaller than the world, right? There are so many things that my brain cannot imagine or come up with or think of. Those aren't in there yet. And so just because it's not the thing that's in my brain, it doesn't mean it's even not even going to be better, you know, or eventually be better. So that's pretty helpful for me when it comes to that stuff. And maybe it can be helpful for you as well. But I hope that what you have gained from listening to this episode is some laughter and entertainment and also an opportunity for you to spend a little more time digging in and wondering what's going on with you as well, rather than blaming the world for our bad attitudes and our misfortune. Because again, I want to read that quote from Mike Foster because it was so freaking good. And this quote isn't from him. He says unknown after the quote, just so you know, but the the um, caption that I read was from him. The quote is my most frequent complaint towards my partner or loved one reveals my greatest emotional need, not their greatest flaw. Bringing it back to us, healthy communication, healthy discovery, all of that. So I hope you guys are having the day you need to have. I hope you are getting the bagel order that you need to get. And the truth is that might not be the one that you ordered. I will be back with you guys on Wednesday for Couch Talks. If you want to send me a question for Couch Talks, you can do that. Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. If you want to follow me or the podcast, you can do that on Instagram at cat.defada and at unitherapypodcast. Thank you so much for being here today and all the days that you are here. And I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people 
It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.